Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. It is tough times in the wine industry these days, particularly here in BC. But a lot of that has to do with, you know, the weather conditions and the crops. They're worried about that. But what about the reckoning of how we talk about wine consumption? For instance, have you ever heard of wine mom culture? Researchers say it has contributed to a big increase in women drinking, particularly during the pandemic. Well, what is it? And how is wine marketed to women differently? Well, our next guest knows all about this. Natalie McLean is the author of Wine Witch on Fire, Rising from the Ashes of Divorce, Defamation and Drinking Too Much and joins us now. Good morning, Natalie. Hi, Simi. It's great to be here with you. Well, Natalie, that is quite the title for your yeah, memoir. Yeah, it's a mouthful, there. isn't it? It really, really is. Tell me, how did? why did you decide that I have to write about my experiences? Well, you know, this happened a decade ago, uh, Simi. I call it my no good, terrible, very bad vintage, personally and professionally. And for the first five years, I couldn't even look at the notes that I had made in terms of what had happened. But over the years, the, the story kept ricocheting around in my skull. And I thought, I have to get this out on paper, at least, you know, as a private exercise in making sense of what had happened to me. But then over the years, I kept hearing stories, not just from women in the wine industry, but in you know tech and sport and the military and finance, their situations were different, but the themes and the feelings were the same. So I thought if my story could help just one person out there, um, it's worth it's worth publishing, even though I felt like I was going to vandalize my own privacy. And what and what did you want people to know about your story? Well, you know, I, you know, the rising from the ashes is very much a part of this, uh, because I think what a, a good memoir does is it's not so much what happened to you, it's what you did with it. And, you know, you need that lens of time to pull back and understand what the situation was and draw reflections on what happened and how you dealt with it. Um, because, you know, even... Um, a lot of readers who are writing back to me uh, and sharing their stories, their their situations are different. They may not have gone through a divorce, but they've probably felt, you know, loneliness or the longing for love. They may not have been mobbed online as I was in social media, but they've probably felt some fear of the future or worried about their careers. And I think when you can capture those feelings into words for others, it's it's very healing. And I'll just mm-hmm. add, Simi, that, you know, it came down to, I read uh, memoirist Glennon Doyle, who said, write from a scar, not an open wound. And, you know, my family and friends said, well, okay, you know, you've done all the healing. Why write about it? And I, I love what poet Sean Doherty said. He said, why bother? Because somewhere, someone right now has a wound in the exact shape of your words. Nellie, let's talk about what led you to this, the wine mom culture. What is that? Mm. Yeah, we've probably seen some of those laugh out loud, LOL memes, like, you know, wine is to women as duct tape is to men, it fixes everything and all the rest of it. And, you know, my first two books, uh, Red, White and Drunk All Over and Unquenchable, 
I wasn't a bystander in the wine mom culture. I was team captain. I called my glass of wine at 5 p.m. Mommy's little helper. And so, you know, there's a bit of a a lightheartedness to it. But I think if you dig a few layers deeper, Simi, it uncovers kind of some some issues. One is that wine does tend to be marketed to women differently from the way it is to men. And what I mean by that is, you know, whether it's girls' night out or whatever, struts or all, all these labels with little black dresses and, and puckered red lips, it, it, the message is that wine, uh, that women need a reason to drink, whether it's a special occasion or, you know, spa day. Whereas wine is not marketed to men that way. Uh, no one asks a man, um, in my experience, looking at all this marketing, why he wants to have a drink. He has one because he wants one. And then if we dig one more layer deep, more deeply, I think that labels that power or that profit from powerlessness, um, we need to be more mindful of what's happening there because, you know, it's LOL, mom needs a drink, mom needs to cope. But underneath that is mom's feeling exhausted, thankless, whatever. So mom's going to thank herself with a glass of wine and then another one and then another one. But doesn't the industry use beer and market that to men in that way? It probably does. Beer is outside my scope. I'm a very hermited, single focus kind of woman. Uh, I'm sure. But, you know, the, I mean, the, the beer commercials I've seen also use women in a very sexy kind of way. Um, but I'm no expert in, in beer marketing. Um, it may well be that. But in the wine world, it's very distinctive. Well, what do you think that marketing has done then for consumption of wine among women? It's driven it... Um, to greater levels than it ever has been. You know, we are cash cows. We are wallets, not women. We are one of the fastest growing segments of wine consumers. And, you know, we always have been the purchasers of household goods, you know, from shreddies to SUVs. So it's it's not surprising that we buy 80% of wine, women do, and we drink 66% of it now. Um, and so, you know, you've got a lot of labels out there, more and more about, you know, relax, you know, detox, retox, you know, all this sort of mindful wine and yoga and retreats and all the rest of it that's, I think, you know, as I say, we we vote with our dollars as consumers. And we've got to question some of those messages. And do you think women are drinking too much? I do. I was. And I think a lot of women are. And they're How looking you know? for ways... How did I know? Um, well, in the book, I explore some of that. Um, in Wine Witch on Fire, I talk about uh, not remembering certain parts of the evening, which, uh, you know, like at a dinner party, which is blacking out. It's it's over drinking. Um, I uh, was in therapy and continue to be in therapy. I'm a big proponent of it. A lot of those sessions are in the book because people wonder, well, how does a, a someone who drinks for a living moderate her own alcohol consumption once it's got out of hand? So there, there are pivotal moments like that and that I, you know, explore in the book. And I realized I needed to recalibrate my relationship with wine. You know, I've been writing about it for 14 years before this terrible vintage happened to me and never had a problem with it. But once, uh, you know, my husband of 20 years wanted a divorce, this online mobbing happened, I had easy access uh, to wine. It arrived every day on my doorstep from wineries and agencies. And I had the, the the cloak of professional respectability. You know, if you saw a glass of wine in my hands at 
lunchtime. Oh, that's okay. She's, you know, evaluating, writing an article, whatever. Right. But and I that, realized I had to get back. And that's what people didn't perhaps understand, Natalie, is that this was your industry, right? This was your job. Yes. Exactly. Yeah. And so, and in the industry, there's a lot of blurring of the professional and the personal. So what I do, you know, drink wine for a living, I still kind of joke about it. Most people would think, oh my God, what a life, you know, sit around, eat bonbons, whatever. But, you know, even our quote unquote work events are going out to dinners with winemakers and drinking. And yes, I, I tell my online course students, the difference between tasting and drinking is spitting and thinking. Um, so there is a difference. But you know, in the world of wine, it's very blurry because it's all about hospitality and socializing and enjoying wine and, and trying to push it, you know, the more consumption. Now, when this has been your life, when it's been the thing that you write about, the thing that you were trained to do, you were a trained sommelier, how do you cut back on that? Huh. Oh, one glass at a time. Um, so, you know, in alcoholism or alcohol uh, substance uh, uh, use disorder runs in my family. So I had a double whammy there. It was my job. And yet it was, you could say in my DNA to overdrink. Um, so first I asked my therapist point blank, should I just quit, go sober? And she, her answer was, well, I think that could be punitive and ineffective for you. It is the right answer, by the way, for a lot of people or for some people. Um, but what she told me was, you know, let's focus on harm reduction first, and then let's go from there. Because, you know, it might be um, something where you can get from excess to moderation and do yourself a lot of good. Um, so we, we tried tips like, uh, if I opened a full bottle of wine, maybe pour half of it into a half empty bottle. And therefore, I would be more mindful of how much I consumed and it would be fresh for the next day. So it wasn't that mentality of, you know, clean all the peas off your plate. Um, and so there's tips like that that are sprinkled in the book, Simi. And I didn't intend for it to be a, you know, a self-help book, but it's kind of turned out to be that way in the the DMs, the direct messages and emails that I'm getting from readers. Right. It sounds like a lot of us could stop and, and maybe think about that, right? It's just, just how much are we consuming? Um, Natalie, thank you so much for your time. Oh, my pleasure, Simi, and, and cheers. And, uh, you know, I'm still a big believer in the pleasures of wine, and anybody is welcome to join me at nataliemcclain.com if they want to learn more. All right. Thank you for that. That is Natalie McLean, author of Wine Witch on Fire, Rising from the Ashes of Divorce, Defamation, and Drinking Too Much. You may remember her previous bestseller, too, is Red, White, and Drunk All Over, uh, and works in the wine industry still to this day. And talking about, though, how the marketing towards women has really resulted in a, a huge rise in the consumption of wine by women. And that's not always a good thing. If you want to weigh in, see me at cknw.com.